Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. Hey, um, tonight we are going to continue talking about Philippians. We started talking about Philippians a few weeks ago. We're just going through the book and picking it apart and see how it applies to our lives. So tonight, we are still in Philippians. So it's just kind of fun. But a little bit about Philippians. It is a book. It's actually a letter from Paul to the Church of Philippi. And this church is a new church, which makes it pretty applicable to us, since we are a new church. And um, it's a letter of encouragement. Paul has written a lot of books in the Bible, but this one is different. It's a letter of encouragement to the church, to the new church of Philippi. And um, he continually says, keep going, keep doing what you're doing, keep growing in Christ, keep growing in your relationship with Christ, um, keep pushing forward. It's an encouraging letter to the church of Philippi. Um, so we thought it would be good to read it together, pick it apart together, go through it together. So last week, Clint talked, um, he spoke on a few verses, verses 7 through 11 in the first chapter, um, talked about loving people more. We've been talking about loving people more a lot here the past few months. But last week, he talked about loving people more with the love of God. And, um, and then at the end, we during ministry time, we prayed asking God, how to love people more. We need to love people more with the love of God, not just what is it within ourselves, but through him, how do we love people more? So, but jumping into our message, I want to I start off with a video. Has everybody heard of Kid President? He has a YouTube series. So watch this. It's a little bit lengthy, so hang with it. People, you know what time it is? Decision time. Also, you got a decision to make. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. You make decisions all the time. Like what to eat, what to buy, what to wear, how to spend your time, who to spend your time with, what you're gonna say, how you're gonna say it, whether or not you put on the dinosaur costume and skate through town. Hey, it's an option, and I'm proud of it. Researchers found this. We make thousands of choices each day. Thousands of them. In fact, the more responsibilities that you have, the more choices you have to make. There's options all up in your face all the time. And on top of all this, with each choice comes a consequence. Every choice that you make leads to something good or not so good. Like that old saying, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes that reason is you ate a whole roll of Oreos in one sitting. If you excuse me, I gotta take a break. Okay, I'm back. Ugh, that was a bad decision. If you're watching this video, that means you're awesome. Congrats, you're awesome. How will you make awesome choices? Here's a few choices for how you can make choices. You could be impulsive. Don't even think about it. Just mindlessly point, pick, and do whatever. Disclaimer, I don't recommend this choice for making choices. Now you can do it, but It'll lead to mixed results. It's especially dangerous while picking your wardrobe or defusing a bomb. Can't be impulsive then. Another choice you have when making choices, don't do anything. 
This is a choice to not make any choices, which is a poor choice. Just stand there, wait, do nothing. It's an option, it's always an option. You could say nothing, do nothing, but uh, fair warning, then you'll be nothing. Just saying. Another choice for how you can make a choice. Just be a follower. Yeah, just do what everyone else is doing. When you're a follower, you don't really have to think. It's really simple. Just look around, see what everyone else is doing. Is everyone just complaining about something? You can do that too. Is everyone doing what everyone else is doing? You can do that too. Is everyone eating an entire row of Oreos in one ceiling? Just do that. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm back. I have to make better choices. So being a follower, you can make that choice. It's just a really big problem with that. The world needs you. So how's about this? Focus on being someone worth following. I like that choice. Another choice how you can make your choices, be thoughtful. Warning, this requires thinking. It takes some thought to be thoughtful. But thinking, that's something we should do more often. Think about, what do I care about? What's important to me? What kind of world do I want to live in? Do my choices help create that world? I want to live in a world with more dancing. So what do I do? A little bit of dancing. The choices you make help make the world. All of us together make big choices sometimes too. Like we all try to come together and make a big decision. Like in an election, who will lead our country? That's a big decision. Whatever happens there, there's something that you can't forget. Just how powerful you are. There are no small people and there are no small choices. You, you're making big choices every single day and they make a big difference. Whether you're president in the big fancy Oval Office or not the president, or just a cable with a cam phone and some cardboard, your choices matter on election day and every single day. Real change happens right in your backyard. The little decisions that you think are little are actually a really big deal. The choices we make, make our lives. In your life, it's an awesome one. Make the kind of choices that are worthy of that awesome life. I'm gonna make a decision right now. This world needs a little more dancing, so I'm gonna dance right now. I just like that kid. He's growing up now. Do you notice he's not this little Kai anymore? He's growing up. Yeah. So, what kind of decisions do you make? Do you make impulsive? Do you think about it? Do you follow? You just do what everybody else does. What kind of decisions do you make? So one phrase that I really liked in there is be someone worth following. You may be a kid, but he's got a little bit of wisdom there. Be someone worth following. And like you could, you know, we got decisions like what college to go to, what job to take, what to eat for lunch, what restaurant to go to, you know, there's we have constant choices, constant decisions. A few weeks ago, Clint and I went to Canada for a wilderness trip, and um, we spent every single day, we canoe, we portage, and we camp. And we camp at a, at a different campground, campsite, this different campsite every day. And every day, it was constant choices constant choices, which side of the canoe do you paddle on? Depending on the wind, depending on the weather, which side of the canoe do you paddle on? Because if you don't paddle on the right side, you're gonna go the wrong direction. And portaging, there's rocks, constant rocks, and you have to make intentional decisions every single step you take. It's a choice. And there's consequences if you don't make the right choice. 
So, um, so yeah, and that's just the way life works. You have constant decisions. Everything you do is a decision. You have a choice to get up in the morning. You start your day with a choice, right? Everything you do is a choice. And the, se- the section of scripture that we're going to look at is actually Paul had a choice on how to respond to what decision was made for him. He had a choice on how to respond. And this is just the Christian life, it's constant choices, and we also have a choice in how to respond to some decisions that are made for us. Today's scripture, we're going to look at 1 Philippians 12 verses, 1 Philippians 1, verses 12 through 26. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Do you notice without fear? They were fearless in proclaiming the gospel. And who they talked to, they were just fearless in their approach. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. His, be- his main concern was that the truth was being told, that Christ was being preached, that the gospel was getting out there. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Let's pray before I get into the points. So Holy Spirit, would you just come and speak to us, just minister to our hearts, Lord. God, would you just use me tonight to speak your truth? I don't want them to be my words. I want them to be yours. And God, would you open eyes? Would you open hearts and minds to hear your truth? Even if it's just one sentence that they hear tonight or one word, but God, would you speak to us tonight? We want more of what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So your first fill-in We can find our purpose when we understand that our lives benefit others. Going to verse 20, 
I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Paul's desire was that no matter what happened, God would be exalted, that he would be honored through Paul's actions, that he would be honored through Paul's life. That was his greatest desire. And let's go to verse 21. We're just going to pick this apart. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. How many have heard this so many times? And have you ever wondered, what does that really mean? (laughs) I have often wondered, what does that really mean? And so we're going to talk about that tonight. To live as Christ means that Christ is our focus. We are all in for him. He is our life. He is our source. He is everything that we need. Our lives are all about him. Our focus and our desire is to honor him. Through our body, through our minds, through our hearts, through our mouths, through everything we say, everything we do, everything we hear, everything, to live as Christ is to be focused on him. Another scripture, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. That means being focused on him through this life that we call the race of life. Some people call it, it's a race, it's a path, it's what we do. Focus on Jesus, fixing your eyes on Jesus. That's what it means to live as Christ. Going to verses 22 through 23, we will go back to 21. But going to verses 23 and 23, if I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Has anyone ever been in a place where like this life here on earth just kind of stinks? And it would actually be easier, it would actually be better to be in heaven. I've been there way too many times. And this is where Paul was. Life was hard. He was in jail. He was in chains. He was probably being tortured. He probably didn't have enough food to eat. Life was hard. Back in 2004, my family and I, we were in a head-on collision. It was a massive head-on collision. And um, I easily could have died in this accident, easily. It was a head-on collision going 65 miles an hour. It was pretty massive. And yeah, I easily could have lost my legs. I easily could have died. Um, My husband, John, died in that car accident. And, And I have to be honest with you, There were times when I said, he got the better end of the deal. (laughs) You know, and I was a little ticked off about it. He got the better end of the deal. 
But I had to come to terms with, this is where I'm at. This is where God has me. He kept me here for a reason. I have a purpose here. I got to go with it. I got to stick with it. I got to figure out what my purpose here is. And I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And I'm telling you, it was a process. It was a process. But I feel like I'm there, <laughs> which feels really good. And um, yeah, let it be a process if you're there. Verse 24 and 25, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Paul, he planned on sticking around for a while. I plan on sticking around for a while, you know, because Paul's purpose was to proclaim the gospel. We are all here for a purpose. Paul demonstrated what it means to partner with Christ and to do what God has called him to do. He knows how to do it. One saying I found in your, this is a fill-in for you. If you're alive, there's a purpose for your life. God did not put us on this earth without a purpose. He was very intentional with placing you here at this moment in time. Very intentional. Before you were born, before you were conceived, even before the world began, God knew that you were going to be here in this very moment. He knew it. So he has a purpose for you. So what does it look like? <laughs> what does your purpose look like? We all have a common purpose. As Jesus followers, we all have a common purpose. And a large part of that purpose is to grow in our relationship with him. God created us for relationship. As humans, we, just, we desire relationship. That's how he created us. And I think every person desires a relationship with Jesus Christ. So many people just don't know how to get there, right? But he put that in us. So a large part of our purpose is to grow in our relationship with him. And then, because it's not all about us, we are then to turn around and help others grow in their relationship with him as well. Because it's not all about us. Let's talk about a, about a few things, a few ways that we can do that. It can be really simple, or it can be more time-consuming. Some simple things are texting someone a Bible verse that you read, something that stood out to you, a word of encouragement. Just send someone a simple text, hey, thinking about you today. This is what I read today. Send them a handwritten note. Isn't it fun? 
to get a note in the mail, like walking to your mailbox and getting a note. Isn't that fun? Snail mail is still around. Let's use it. <laughs> it's really fun to get a handwritten note in the mail. And when somebody asks you to pray for them, do it. Don't just walk away and say that you're going to pray for them. Stop and pray for them. It's pretty simple. It'll take a couple minutes to stop and pray for somebody who's asking for prayer. Here's a bigger one. It's going to take a little bit more time. Mentor someone. We are not here to only grow in our own relationship with Jesus Christ. We are here to help others, and mentoring is a large part of that. I really enjoy mentoring, and just seeing someone blossom and seeing someone grow, I'm telling you, it's so rewarding. And to be a part of it is really fun. It's really fun. If you are an older, older, more mature Christian, find someone to mentor. Or if you're a younger one, find someone who can mentor you. And mentoring someone can help you in your own relationship with him. It's challenging. It's fun. Meet someone for coffee or for lunch. And listen to their story. Listen to their heart. What's going on in their lives. Take someone to a Bible study. Or take someone through a Bible study. If you want to get deeper, take someone through a Bible study. And I can, t- I can guarantee you, you will grow yourself by taking someone through a Bible study or going to a Bible study yourself. If you attend a Bible study regularly, invite someone to go with you. But just remember, it's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's about people around us. It's about reaching out. Get outside of your box. And that can be scary. But get, get outside of your little world. So finding our purpose when we understand that our lives do not benefit others. Point number two, we can find our purpose when we understand that dying benefits us. Dying does benefit us. This goes back to verse 21, to die is gain. To live is Christ, to die is gain. We talked about living in Christ where it means growing in our relationship with him. To die is gain. It means spending eternity with Jesus Christ is better than being here on earth. You gain, gain heaven. Paul's desire to be with Christ was powerful. Can you imagine how deep that desire was? He knew what it was going to be like to be in heaven And he knew it was going to be so much better than where he was. He knew it was going to be so much better than being in jail, being in chains, working hard, and helping others grow in their relationship. Here's some benefits of heaven, Revelation 21. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. 
Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He is making everything new. I think that's exciting. That's really something to look forward to. There's going to be no more pain, no more crying, nothing bad, nothing negative. That's what we have to look forward to. I like the last phrase, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. It's true. This is what he's doing for us. Another quote, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. That's your last film. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. I'd love to go to heaven. (laughs) I can't wait. But in the meantime, we have work to do. We have to focus on our relationship with Jesus for ourselves and for other people and remembering that it's not all about us. It's about serving other people. It's about helping other people grow. It's about enlarging the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Enlarge the kingdom of God. That's why we're here. That's our purpose. Chris is going to come up and lead us in a um, closing song. So if you guys would stand with me, let's pray. So Father, we come to you and we just thank you for uh, your word that is true. God, we are thankful that you care about us enough to give us a purpose here on earth, knowing that one day is going to be much, so much better in heaven, Father. So I pray, Lord, that you'd continue to speak to our hearts as we uh, uh, do this closing song. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.